0: Hello and welcome to The Coping Toolbox, a child psychology podcast hosted by
1: clinical psychologist Dr. Layla Din Osman, Dr. Mary Simri McDonald, and Dr. Jennifer Vrend. We hope that this podcast helps parents, children, and teens learn new coping skills in dealing with their stress and anxiety,
0: and to help strengthen relationships in their lives. Hi everyone, and welcome to The Coping Toolbox. I'm Dr. Jennifer Brend, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Dr. Mary Simmering McDonald. We were hoping to share some tips about the transition back to school. So I don't know about you, Dr. Mary, but you know, just in talking to clients and family members and friends, I hear a lot of people having anxiety, especially this year, with the transition back to school. Is, Is that sort of your experience as well?
1: Oh, so much. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, you know, one of these things where back to school, it can be a really hard transition, like just going from, you know, our summer schedule and that relaxing time to um, returning to a more structured routine and back to school. And it's even more challenging now, of course, um, because of everything that we've gone through during this pandemic period Um, kids have had you know less time just interacting with other people overall they've been at home for a lot longer than they typically would be Um, I think everybody has experienced higher levels of stress and anxiety Um, just lots of uncertainty still going forward even at this point there's still a lot of uncertainty Um, and you know just the adjustment to the change in routine we're anticipating a lot not as much exposure to some of these things as we typically would have. So yeah, it's really tough right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's, I really feel for kids just um, when I think about, you know, even for us, we're quite a bit older, obviously, than the kids that we see and a year and a half in our lives seems like a huge amount of time. But then when you think of somebody that's, you know, whatever, maybe six, seven, eight, or even 18 years old, a year and a half is a lot larger chunk of their life. So I think just with the pandemic, it's it's really had some major effects. So what we're going to do today is just go through 10 quick tips just to hopefully help with that transition back to
1: school. So um, Dr. Mary, do you want to get started? Do you want to go over the first one? Absolutely. So our first tip for transitioning back to school is to help Kiddos get into a good routine, and we want to try to do this a few weeks before school starts rather than you know the night before school. Um, so, we're looking at things like sleep schedules. Sleep schedules get really out of whack um, during the summer months, especially for teens, that's often the case. But this is something we'd also look at for younger kids as well. Um, and if there's a really big jump in the time that we need to get up. So for example, if teenagers are used to waking up at noon or at 1pm, and all of a sudden they'll have to wake up at 730 or 8 in the morning, um, something that they can try that is helpful is just fading back their bedtime. So that means um, gradually making the time earlier each night. So if they're used to going to bed at 2am, maybe trying to bring that back to 1:30 for a few days and then moving to 1am and then bringing it back to the desired time. Um, We need a bit of time to do this obviously, but it can be more helpful than doing it abruptly. Um, The other thing is to readjust the wake up times that can be really helpful just in terms of getting into the routine, but also to make sure that we have enough sleep pressure so that we feel tired at the time that we need to go to sleep. And we want to make sure, you know, our kids and our teens are rested going into this big Change um, because it is again a lot of adjustment. The other things in terms of getting into a regular routine that can be helpful is just going back to having maybe more regular meal times um, and also creating a bit of a schedule for what it's going to be like when we're back at school. So, possibly, you know, having screen free time, um, shutting off electronics for the night at a certain time, maybe putting up a calendar so our kids can see what's coming up and it's a bit more predictable. Just that sort.
0: Excellent. Excellent. The next tip uh, we had was to organize and plan ahead. Um, So just having the items that you need for school ahead of time. um, Having, I know for me, having lunches made the night before is really helpful, just so things aren't quite so busy um, in the morning. Um, Having bags packed. um, Also just choosing clothes that you're going to wear the the night before. Um, The more you can kind of ease into that morning routine, the better um and then it can also be really helpful if there's if there is an opportunity to visit this school ahead of time um particularly if the kids are starting at a new school um so just kind of seeing and sometimes I mean often we're not allowed to go inside the schools right now but even just to visit the yard and kind of see you know for younger kids what the play structure looks like or you know what uh maybe the the sports fields are like for some of the older kids um it's especially hard uh, with the the COVID pandemic, just because a lot of kids normally would tour schools ahead of time, and a lot of those haven't happened.
1: So the more we can kind of ease into that, the better. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, Anything that we can do to kind of reduce the uncertainty can be really helpful. And on that note, our third tip is to normalize anxiety, right? Because it really is normal to be nervous about the first day, even you know in a typical year, um, most kids are. So really giving our kids that message that it's very normal to be nervous about things when we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Lots of your friends will also be nervous. Um, very normal to have that mix of emotions, sometimes feeling a bit excited and feeling a little bit anxious at the same time. Another important point is that for young kids especially, they might not necessarily be able to recognize that it's actually anxiety that they're experiencing. So we might notice an increase in some of these somatic complaints or physical complaints, things like tummy aches. um, They might have headaches. So we can also maybe help them label some of those feelings. Um, They also might be a little bit more clingy leading into school starting. They might be having some more behavioral challenges or, you know, be angry and we don't exactly know why um, or they're having more difficulty sleeping or in some cases maybe want to sleep in the parent's bed again. Um, So all of those things are very normal to see at this time.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And I think that normalizing anxiety is, is such a great one for so many different reasons, right? Sometimes we feel like there's something wrong with us because we're feeling nervous or because we're feeling anxious. But in reality, most people are feeling a little bit nervous. Um, so just that normalizing, like you say, um, along those lines too, our, our next tip or fourth tip is just, um, giving kids opportunities to talk. Right. So as parents, sometimes, um, you know, we might feel like the kids need to talk and we're not sure, you know, how to get them talking. And um, it's it is important just to make sure that you're not putting your kind of what you think they're worrying about onto them, because often the kids worries can be very different than what we think they might be as parents. Right. And even as a psychologist, I find this, you know, like I might think, oh, they're worried about, this, this, and this. Um, And it's much better to kind of just ask them and say, you know, like, how are you feeling about school starting? And maybe saying, like, are there some things that you're excited about? And are there any, is there anything that you're worried about? Um, And just kind of letting them talk it through. Um, And as parents too, especially this year with the pandemic, we might not have the answers to everything. So it's important to be honest with them too. And if we don't have some of the answers that they have might be specific about, um, you know, what the classroom is going to look like, or you know, um, how it works for wearing masks at lunchtime, or things that we're not quite sure about. Um, and that's okay to tell your kids too. Like, it's okay. We don't know what the answer is, but we'll figure it out. We'll find out. And then we'll be able to handle whatever situation arises.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. So, really being honest about those answers and not necessarily trying to sugarcoat it. Similar to what you were just talking about, on our fifth tip, we want to talk about empowering kids and really recognizing that when we feel nervous, we often overestimate the dangers or the bad things and really underestimate our ability to handle it. Um, So it's kind of that seesaw that we talk about, right? (laughs) So we want to, again, talk to our kiddos about what the worries actually are and if these things do come up, we can brainstorm together how we can manage the situation, and this really helps us shift from this kind of open-ended worry into focusing more on what's in our control. Um, so we can work together to come up with ways to manage the situation, um, and you know, really trying to instill that confidence in them that whatever it is, they'll be able to get through it. And there are adults who are simply there to help them. Like that's that's their job. That's their purpose, um, and there's lots that they can do to get through those tough times.
0: I like that too, Dr. Mary, just because I I think it's so important for kids not to feel that, you know, if they're feeling anxious, the parent has to swoop in and save them, right? And as parents, it's also sometimes hard for us to realize that we shouldn't do that because we want them to feel better, right? So just that kind of taking a step back and sort of recognizing first, you know, recognizing like you said earlier, labeling the anxiety. Okay, well, you know, we've had some of these symptoms, this might be anxiety and then figuring out what are some of the worries Um, and then getting the child to help with that brainstorming, right? So you're not just telling the the child, oh, you know, if your friend isn't in your class, this is how we'll fix the problem, but more brainstorming some ideas around it, right? And getting the kid to try and come up with some ideas because that's not just gonna help them right now, but even down the road in their future, it will help too. Absolutely, it's such a great thing to practice, right? Definitely. Um, Tip number six is just around practicing social skills. Um, So it's been such an interesting time because developing social skills is so critical for kids. right? And it's, it's so interesting for me because it's such huge developmental milestones in terms of developing social skills that kids go through. And they've really been affected by the pandemic. So if there are opportunities to socialize a little bit prior to school starting, Um, That is a really, really great idea to try and set that up. A lot of a lot of the kids that I talk to are nervous, and they just feel like basically like their their social skills are a little bit rusty. Um, And I mean, I can relate to this too, like it's it has been a time where we're not socializing as much. So if you can set up, you know, um, depending on your your You know the home situation and and the circumstances where you're living um it might have to be outside but that's okay it might have to be socially distanced but that's okay um if you're allowed to have a child another child in your house you might want to set up like a a play date or a hangout for the kids um something like that and and just help your help your kid know that it's normal again just kind of normalize that anxiety around around the social interactions that everyone's kind everyone's a little bit rusty with this right now
1: yeah, I think that's a great one. And something that's been tricky with, you know, the social interactions that we've had, or that our kids are have had at school this past year, it's being different, because they're interacting with masks on, right? Mm-hmm. And for young kids who are still just figuring out you know reading emotions and all of that other stuff it can be really tricky so even giving them little tips like if you're not sure what your friend is feeling you can ask or, or yeah. things like that just understanding that it's going to be a little different in terms of how they're interacting I also find that sometimes doing things like giving them some concrete suggestions for how to deal with situations that come up pretty commonly can be helpful so you know if you're having a hard time finding a friend to to play with. For example, um, just asking somebody else or finding something to do on your own. So really talking through if this sort of situation comes up, here are some concrete um, ideas for things that you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great ideas.
1: Our next tips or our seventh tip here is to help kids get used to some of these changes brought about by COVID by practicing things like mask wearing, because that's something that, you know, they have to adjust to. Some kids are starting school for the first time during a pandemic, um, and they do have to wear masks for extended periods, at least where we live um, in Canada. Um, So we want to make sure our child is comfortable, even, you know, trying to find masks that fit them really well and that they're able to put on, practicing, especially for younger kids, putting the mask on, um, and also just talking to them a little bit about what the expectations are. So for example, while you're in the classroom, all of the kiddos and the teacher will have their masks on. Um, When you're outside, that's a time that you can have a break from the mask. So giving them again, more insight into what they can expect going into the school year.
0: Yeah, those are great. And along those lines too, Tip number eight is just around practicing hand washing and other COVID measures um, with your child ahead of time. So, um, you know, again, just making sure that, that children know how to properly wash their hands, uh, making sure they feel comfortable with it. Um, and just reminders about when they should be washing their hands and sort of what some of those expectations are. So, I mean, we've had some time now to get used to a lot of these things. But um, Dr. Mary, you make an especially good point with particularly the really young kids that are starting school for the first time, right? So just kind of helping them to know. um, And and, you know, it's it's the more we can kind of um, prepare for these types of things, the more comfortable we're going to feel and the more that will bring the anxiety down.
1: It also tends to make us feel a bit more secure and reassured when we know what to expect as much as possible.
0: Yeah, kind of kind of empowering, right? And it's it's kind of this interesting balance of, you know, being prepared for what you can be prepared for, but also knowing that things are going to arise that you can't anticipate, but you have the skills, you have the abilities to
1: manage those things. Absolutely. Yeah. For our next point, We are suggesting, you know, bringing in a lot of praise and reward as much as possible, wherever possible. Mm -hmm. Um, This might be something that is anxiety-provoking for a lot of parents. You know, I know with my child, I have. Mm -hmm. old going in um, to school in the fall. And I'm certainly, you know, feeling a little less comfortable than I would be in other years. Um, But things that can be really helpful are just thinking about what we can help them look forward to at the end of their day. Um, And these might be nice things like taking a special walk on the way home from school, or it might be, you know, um, doing a special activity after school, um, and really planning that out, especially in the first few weeks, because it does help a great deal to have things to look forward to. Um, and I always find like that special family time. It's so great for everyone. It's a really nice way Mm -hmm. to do that with my kiddos. One thing that I tell them is when they're going into something, they're like, it's going to be so long. And, you know, I'm having a hard time and they're feeling anxious and that sort of thing. One thing I always tell them is the best way to make the time go by quickly is to have as much fun as you possibly can. Because it's true that time really does go by so much faster if you're having a good time. So really encouraging them to, you know, try to find opportunities, even though they're stressed and having a hard time trying to find opportunities to have fun as much as possible
0: yeah i think that's an interesting point so much is about mindset right and if you can kind of find the right mindsets and you know try and find things that are enjoyable things that are fun things that you are excited about it just makes it so much easier to deal with situations that are challenging i really like that one dr mary Um, Our final tip, tip number 10, is around, uh, and we've talked about this in many episodes before, but it's around modeling good coping behaviors. So as parents, um, our kids just learn so much from us and they're taking in so much. So um, as you mentioned, Dr. Mary, it's a stressful time for parents too. So I think it's really important that we acknowledge that as parents, we're not going to be like perfectly um, calm and relaxed because it makes sense to be a little bit stressed. And that's OK. And, you know, even to be able to voice some of that and, and be able to talk through, you know, I'm feeling a little bit stressed, but here's how I'm going to manage it. Or when I'm feeling a bit stressed out, I like to go for a walk. And even asking your kid, do they want to go for a walk with you? And walks, we've talked about this before, but walks are, are a great opportunity to, to chat about things, too, and kind of see how your child is feeling um, about transitioning to school. Um, The other thing that we talked about earlier is just around routines too so as parents it's also important for us to kind of get our sleep. You know our sleep might be a little bit off track because of the summer and just trying to get our sleep back on track. Um, Our eating habits um, exercise all of those kinds of things Um, again so much of what we do um, our kids are taking in right, so the more we can model those positive behaviors, the better for our kids. Yeah,
1: I agree completely. I think for for all of us, right, it's a bit of a time to um, regroup and reset, and just get back to the basics, and and bring in the things that are really important in terms of how we feel and our our self care and our own um, positive coping behaviors.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, And for a lot of us, too, there's there's a bit of a there might be transition back to work or back to the the actual office and and moving away from working from home. Um, So it's a lot of transition. And we do know transitions tend to be stressful times for us. Um, So as we've been saying, you know, just it's it's modeling the the healthy behaviors is good for our kids, but it's also important for us, right? And just to kind of, um, you know, along the lines of self care, really kind of focusing on what we need to do for us right now is important as well.
1: Did you have anything else to add, Dr. Mary? No, I think we covered all of our tips. I think, um, you know, just for everyone to remember, this is a difficult time and it's it's normal that it feels mm-hmm. difficult. It's normal that it's hard for our kids. It's normal that it's hard for us. And we're just trying to do the best that we can. Um, and we found, you know, in our work, and our experience, that things like, fo- again, focusing on what's in our control, getting the routine on track, prioritizing those three anchors, the eating, the yep. sleep. The exercising; those things tend to be very, very grounding and helpful for us and for our kids as well.
0: Yeah, the other one that you had mentioned earlier too is is just that reminder, not just for our kids, but for for us as well, as parents. But um, when we are when we're walking into a situation that makes us feel anxious, we do tend to overestimate. Um, yeah. the negatives right and the, and the bad things that might happen and then underestimate either our own abilities but sometimes also our kids abilities right and i think it's really important to know that your your kids are quite capable under most circumstances and and they often really can surprise you with the way that they handle things so just that reminder because we're feeling a bit anxious we're going to be overestimating some of those those negative possible negative consequences or or um, negative situations that might occur and underestimating our, our coping abilities. Great. So yeah. I think I think that wraps everything up. Um, so thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And uh, we really wish the best to all of you as you transition back, back to school.